0: That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast. Yes, it is. We talk about guitars here,
1: Ed. That's great. Uh, Are you going to tell me a story about a guitar today, John? Yeah, if you're lucky. I would love it. That sounds really cool. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Oh, it's a great day. It's beautiful. Uh, It's pretty nice out. Yeah, we just went for a little walk up to uh, Thunder Road Guitars. Oh, you mean ThunderRoadGuitars.com? Yeah, and I think I'm going to trade in one of my guitars. If you can remember to bring it up there. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell the listeners um, <laughs> what a pro I am? What your
0: adult brain just did.
1: <laughs> I have been eyeballing a guitar up at Thunder Road and so I decided maybe I'm gonna trade in my Mustang and I've been feeling pretty bad about it but a couple days ago I went up to the attic and I pulled down the case and I put the guitar in the case and a couple days went by and I decided okay I'm gonna go do this and so I walked up to Thunder Road I met you we walked in I put the case on the counter I opened the case and there was no guitar in it sweet Yeah, Somehow yeah. I walked like four blocks with this case, thinking like this thing is really light. I don't remember. Yeah, I've this. got a pep in my stem. like. I am really strong. and yeah,
2: that's no. a nice maneuver, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> well, you've created mystery now. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, hey! Whoa, a, what? there's who's, another
0: voice here. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, Who do we got? Guess who's here? I, um, Matt Wright. Hi, Matt. Oh. Hey, Matt. Hi you know what matt does ed
2: uh matt what do you do i repair guitars and i build effects pedals that is what i do to make money to pay my rent um i've done it for 15 years now 15 years ed
1: and you do it full time full time
2: that that is my job and do it's people... crazy, and no one understands it. I, you yeah. two might. I get it. Yeah, I get Most it. Most people do not. And so then I lie and say I build guitars. <laughs> oh no. And then they're like, ooh, I have oh. a lute, lute, luthier friend, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then it, and then it just turns into a talk all about wood. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> which I have no... Yeah desire to talk about
1: no you don't want to talk about tone Brazilian rosewood or no people talk about maple top or bullshit like that i could not give a shit less it is irascible that way (laughs) do you do like anything from setup work to neck repair to yeah do you refin no no
2: no refin no uh neck resets okay uh, on acoustic guitars but okay fretwork electronics Setup body mods. Do you have like band clients? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Portland okay. has pretty great music scene and yeah. lots of bands and whatnot. And
1: how did we hear about Matt? Let me show you something
0: here.
2: Okay. Of course, we're talking about a guitar today. Sure, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll get into that momentarily, yeah. but yeah.
0: okay. So, that's a guitar. <laughs> listeners to our podcast might notice that this distorted tone sounds different than our typical distorted yeah yeah.
1: Tone. Yeah. That
0: is because I'm using a different pedal today. Okay, what are you using? You know what I'm using today, Ed? Uh, I kind of do. This is called a Fuzz Stang. Yeah. It is manufactured Mm -hmm. by Matt. Matt makes these things. Uh, I don't remember
1: how you came across it, but I remember you ordering it and
0: loving it. Our uh, humble opening theme song here is done with that fuzz thing. Sure yeah. sounds
2: like it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. that is yep. great. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Tell us about this pedal, Matt.
2: Well, it's based on a seemingly unobtainable pedal called the Sam Ash Fuzz Stainer, which is a pedal I bought from a guitar repair client of mine when I was uh, doing work in New York. Matt brought an original Fuzz Stainer with him. Want to hear
1: that? I do want to hear it. All right. Old Mr. Ash was not fucking around when it came to fuzz tones.
2: (laughs) Whoever in the back room was turning those
0: out. Fuzz Stanner? Fuzz Stang. I'm going to say Matt has done
2: a wonderful job. When I made the first prototype, because I'm a pessimist, I didn't think it would work, and uh, I stepped on it the switch and it worked and it sounded just like it and, and that was that back in the day John and I
1: had a night where we sat around a table and we built little one knob fuzz pedals and I think there were like three of us working on them and we maybe had a success rate of one in three making yeah. pedals like it's turns not...
2: out hard oh yeah and I don't believe in electricity <laughs> <laughs> like, as a concept like as a I, I've had too many times where just stuff doesn't work. Yeah. And, and then it just magically does work. You haven't heard it? Electricity is a hoax. <laughs> it is. You've heard of Big Pharma. Right, right. That's right. Big, big, big electrical. electrical. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, Sam Ash, there's still Sam Ash stores to this day, right? Maybe. They definitely have a presence on the internets. You know about the internets, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, A little bit? The web machine? Yeah, yeah. They've got stuff on the web machine. All kinds of
0: shit. Uh, One thing I noticed about your pedal, Matt, compared to the original, the original has three knobs. Yours has four. Yes. Uh Why is
2: that? I originally made a verbatim clone, which did just have three knobs
0: matt is now
2: holding up the original Yep. i didn't want to tweak the original by any means even though i added an led and i added the uh power uh adapter jack where the uh, original one has no led and has no uh it's only operated by a nine volt battery but I made the original one uh, limited to 100, and I sold all those 100. Nope, not all of uh, them. I'm holding one. Well, I had to keep one. Okay. I'm a collector nerd as well. I collect comic books. and
1: Oh, there's a huge comic scene in Portland. For uh, sure. I've got a lot of comic book friends.
2: And so I hate it when uh, I buy something that's a, a limited version, you know, limited edition. Uh-huh. And then um, a year later, I find out it's not a limited edition, really, because they've right. re-released it with a different color cover or you know just Uh, something real banal and like well that's lame so i kind of bagged myself into a corner i wanted to continue to sell them because people wanted to buy them so i the second version like you said john has four knobs now instead of three i added an attack knob attack
1: and shit i'm spilling i opened this uh i'm having a lovely beverage today i'm having a synergy organic kombucha.
2: You've had that one before. Did
1: I have the trilogy before? Does
2: I it have don't know. apple cider vinegar in it?
1: Uh, I don't know what's in these things. They're bitey. You know what I mean? It's good. It keeps me alert. I've got a
0: classic Coke.
1: <laughs> John and I used to go into a studio and just, like, fuck around, play guitar, and do stuff. I have not seen John with a classic Coke in a really, really, really long time. Like, years. Yeah,
0: I stopped drinking soda.
1: Yeah. But years ago, I would say, like, you need anything. And he would say, like, yeah, maybe a bag of chips and a two liter of Coke. And then he would drink two liters of coke <laughs> like out of uh he would just hold that of two liter hand. can or two liter bottle and just like chug it and it was amazing and at like 11
2: o'clock at night
1: <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and then he would just like wonder why he couldn't sleep matt like, are you
2: uh sufficiently beveraged? yeah yeah i've got a um a lemonade
1: oh great did you yeah. bring that with you
2: yeah all, oh. there, all the way yeah. from Portland. Really? Yeah. I am not a beverage guy. Okay. I, I, am, uh, I just drink like gallons of water every day. Okay.
1: Well, water's Ooh. a beverage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, but it's the universal beverage of both the man best. and beast. It's the
2: best beverage. You know?
1: <laughs> I've also got a uh, Tivana, a craft iced tea, strawberry apple green tea. It's unsweetened. Mm. It's got rose hips and hibiscus in it. Wow, that that's sounds like yeah. a <laughs>
2: See, that's a scent, not <laughs> yeah. a flavor. <food>, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Matt? I'm going to call you our buddy, Matt Wright, from here on out. Is that cool?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) I
1: I met Matt 20 minutes ago. Nice. And already, I feel like we're great
0: buddies. Cool. Oh. So, if the difference is the attack (laughs) knob, why don't I roll the attack knob back and see what happens? Dare ya. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, it (sighs) chokes it.
2: It's like a gate or something.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's much
2: more touch-sensitive now. You gotta lean... There you go. You gotta lean into those notes.
1: That's great.
2: Ooh, I that like that. That is really
1: cool.
0: Oh, that's the addition of the attack knob. I like that. A+. plus. You know, the fuzz on Matt's fuzz... Yeah. Is that half right now okay should i just jack that thing jacket all right
2: and where and is the attack still all the way down attack is at half okay
0: let's get a sense
1: it's kind of got that tone where like um a lot of modern pedals, I think they try and do the thing where it's like the battery dying The the, the
2: battery sag. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got a little of that going on, right? Yep. The attack knob can definitely uh, lend itself to that, as well as depending on where the attack uh, knob is is adjusted, it's really a touch-sensitive scenario going on. I don't want to misquote you. You said you don't believe
1: in electricity? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like,
1: (laughs) it it seems like... (sighs) That, that seems like a crazy thing for a guy who makes guitar pedals. No, I... I
2: you plug it into the wall.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just makes it. This okay. is
2: potential energy, which I right. do believe in. Oh, <laughs> I,
1: see. I see. Okay. Because... Uh, so did you did you go to school for electronics?
2: You, no, not at all. Can
1: you now look at a schematic, though, and like...
2: Uh, s- Simpler ones, for sure. But... The internets? What'd you call yeah, that? Yeah, the yeah, web machine? The, the, the yeah. web machine. Yeah. If you dig deep enough, when you're not trying, you might find real information <laughs> uh, that is the truth. Yuck. I've heard no that. No thanks. I've yeah. heard that. No Hard pass. Truth- hard <laughs> pass on the truth. <laughs> Truthful <laughs> information. And it's few uh, and far between, but like, I did end up taking a class at PNCA in Portland. It was called um, Electronics for Artists. That don't, oh, that don't believe in that's electricity a... oh, that's, great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great was it trial
2: and error to make that did you have a breadboard where you just were able to like no breadboard i think i got one and and didn't understand it okay uh, so i went straight to perfboard. otherwise the internets came through and wow I, and i was nice. able to id everything uh, unbelievable get all the values of the resistors here's here's the secret Here's the secret, everybody. Oh, okay, (laughs) shit. The transistors used in the Sam Ash Fuzz Stainer are still manufactured today and are not some crazy basement Russian unobtainable transistor. So that made me happy because I had already known pedal guys in Portland who... Got the small batch of germanium, you know, transistors and half of them don't work. And then they can only make a dozen pedals. And I did not want to deal with that. I just wanted to like get the production process down and just go to town. And you cranked
1: them by hand,
2: right? Every one of them. How long does one take? If I just sat down and made one, two hours, but I do assembly line style where I'll take 50 enclosures and and drill all the holes through the enclosures. Yeah, Yeah. I made three. Yesterday, in four hours, maybe.
1: I think that the boutique kind of American made dude in his basement pedal is super
2: cool. Thanks. I think it's really amazing yep.
1: that people can sit down, do something that's handcrafted and super usable. It
2: is kind of surreal cuz yeah. like yesterday they're all just little pieces, I don't get pre-drilled enclosures, the nameplates are in a little cardboard box and this is in a right. cardboard box and I get everything together and by yeah. the end of the day I can step on this thing and it sounds great and What's surreal is going to the guitar store and then like they get revealed. For me it becomes like no longer me in my underwear in my basement. Right, right. I make a thing. Yeah. And a lot of people like this thing, and this guy likes this thing, and he's just going to buy it from me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a thing that looks like all these other things where, like, big people make.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like PV out
2: of (laughs) of P (laughs) V.
0: Exactly. Uh, That's great. You are talking to the manufacturer of a 100% made in the U.S. pedal.
1: Yeah. What do you think of that? I think I love it. I have been on a kick for a long time. These jeans are made in America. Yeah. Like the t-shirt is made in America. My socks. These socks are like $12 a pair. Yeah. I believe in this thing of like, you should support American manufacturing. Small batch. Yeah. And it is terrible buying underwear that's made in America. I fully support it.
2: Have you found the American products better or longer lasting?
1: I think it depends on what you get like uh, socks like, like, I'm interested like, in the socks the socks <laughs> these are people's socks a hundred percent wool and they're pretty big mm-hmm. uh, you know they're like right. a thick work sock kind of thing
2: I can't think of an example but I don't mind spending a little more if it lasts
1: longer yeah let's be a little thoughtful people american-made socks and
0: kombucha and petals and fuzz bags
1: oh yes and fuzz, right and What's that guitar, John? This
0: is a uh, Gibson Sonex.
1: It is. It is. It's pretty Les Paul body shape. Yeah, Yeah. it
0: is a Les Paul body shape. This is from the infamous Norlin era. Yeah. For listeners who haven't followed along with our Gibson tirades. Well, fuck uh, you guys. I will do the the briefest of recaps. Okay. So in 1944, Uh uh, Gibson is sold to the Chicago Music Instrument Company. And things are going well. That's when we get the Les Paul. That's when we get all kinds of cool stuff. That is super awesome. In 1969 Uh-huh The Ecuadorian Company Limited wow. ECL Oh Funny thing about them They are Panamanian <laughs> Oh uh, The uh,
1: notorious they, Ecuadorian Panamanian. That's right ECL okay. buys okay.
0: Gibson And they kind of partner with the Chicago dudes Okay The Ecuadorians What do they do? Uh, Breweries They brew stuff Perfect You've got two dudes, mainly. You've got the Chicago dude He's still on board He's on board And the Ecuadorian dude These two cats H. Norton Stevens. He's the uh, Ecuadorian dude. The ECL guy's name is Norton. Uh huh. Okay. The Chicago guy's name is Berlin. Norlin. Norlin. That was 1969, okay. and thus begins the race to the bottom for Gibson.
2: <laughs> Norlin era starts in 1969. It does.
1: I think when you think race to the bottom, you're gonna jump forward to the to, bottom.
0: To <laughs> to the bottom, <laughs> which
1: is in the 80s. I gotta think. They
0: started a little before that, but uh, for the purpose of this guitar today. <laughs> yep. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll start in the 80s, Sure. Sure. Oh, by the way, our our, our man Norton. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: what's he up to?
0: Oh uh, no. he's, he's not doing much. Oh no. Yeah, he died at sixty five. Uh, had an unfortunate uh, heart attack or some such.
1: Matt's pouring out his lemonade on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> R I yeah. P.
0: Yeah, he misses him already. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. So Norlin, mm-hmm. in their wisdom, okay, since all they knew about was like how to pretend to be Ecuadorian and brew beer, they were bottom line dudes. Okay. What do the musicians want? Their answer was, "Don't care." Oh, give them something cheaper uh-huh. and make it new, 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 cheaper. I would rather own
1: that guitar. <laughs> like, uh, this is gonna be <laughs> say it. He, he
0: says real early on.
1: Yeah, I think I would rather own that than like an off-the-shelf Les Paul. I've also said I don't give a shit about the wood. I don't know what this thing is made out of. Carbonate. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same did. thing that Han Solo was
2: frozen. <laughs> frozen uh,
1: unobtainium. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's funny because yeah. Matt is not far off the mark. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So this thing is introduced. Yeah. And the marketing flurry around this is fucking crazy. First off, it's a bolt-on neck, it's not even a set Uh, neck. Uh huh. But there's tone wood under here. Oh. Under this skin Uh is actual tone wood. Okay. But it's covered with resin wood. Ooh. So it's got some contours on it, right? So so there's a little contour there, and that is not sculpted into the wood. They put this resin wood liquidy shit on it and mold it to that shape. Oh, the
1: wood underneath is not even that shape? No, the wood underneath is
0: flat. They put this stuff on top and mold it. Uh Here's what they said in their marketing materials about this guitar. At the time, 1980, a step into the future, priced like time stood still. Sold. Nineteen eighty. How much was this guitar?
1: Nineteen eighty that guitar was seven hundred and eighty-four dollars.
2: Matt. Three forty-nine. Whoa. Oh, Matt Whoa. is pretty close. Really?
0: In nineteen eighty dollars, this was three seventy-five. Holy shit. Does that sound familiar, Ed? That sounds like the PV. 1978 the PV comes out and PV puts out an ad. The ad has a picture of three guitars on it a Les Paul, a Strat, and the PVT-60. And the verbiage, one word, it says, why? Underneath each guitar, it has the price. Uh, nice. And so the price of the T60 in 1978 was 375
1: That's a third of what a Les Paul cost.
0: Makes you wonder if the Norland boys were trying to uh, tell Peavy to suck on this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> suck on this Sonics. Yeah, I
0: got your 375 right
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. The Sonics and the Paul. The Marauder. The Marauder, Marauder. yeah. The Challenger. Like Marauder yeah. Grabber. Like so a the... lot of
2: those 80s guitars are cool. The Marauder was what I called my first big boy guitar this X
0: actually replaced the marauder Uh-oh. it replaced the marauder and the s1 the other two flavors you could get were the 180 deluxe is that what this is yes you know how much this one was uh this is below the standard 319 two, two, yeah two, 299
2: two. in huh. 1980 dollars wow that or like, 300 gallons of milk.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> It's like, what kind of animal drinks
2: milk in his 30s he i get looked, grossed out when little kids do yeah my little nieces just, are like five and they're drinking a glass of milk i'm like fucking disgusting
0: isn't milk just like <laughs> modified
2: sweat <Ugh>. oh god <laughs> i've seen half of the videos that make you not want to drink milk and I'm t- where does the l6s lie in all of this that was like what santana played l6 was later on
0: the ad for the l6 for santana said something like santana calls it his rainbow machine or something like that it's like yeah all right got milk yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Matt, you need to come up once a week now <laughs> yep. and just do this up. Yeah, like it's great. You're you're our go to guest.
0: So they also had a custom for four fifty.
1: Two ninety nine to four fifty. That's yep. your range.
0: That's the range in nineteen eighty. It's great. Uh in nineteen eighty one it's going so well they discontinue the standard. Okay. Because, you know, that's how they are. American
1: Werewolf in London came out in nineteen eighty one. Who's in that? Uh that dude who does the like Dr. Pepper commercials. I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, he's a pepper, she, you know? And he's know, like dancing thing. around the streets
0: and shit like that. Of London? <laughs> no, in the Dr. Pepper commercials. Is he a werewolf? No. You want to know more about this resin wood? There is no end to the hyperbole coming out of the Norland Boys. Oh. Product that will be heralded for years in the future as a first. They call this uh, the Sonic's multiphonic body.
2: Multiphonic? Yeah. okay, here
0: it is. And here's a quote. The Sonics body is so resilient that its structural properties survived extreme testing in temperatures ranging from Ooh. minus forty degrees Fahrenheit to one hundred eighty degrees Fahrenheit. Why would they do that? Uh, that's great. That is
1: good to know. You know what's not going to hold up to that? What? Like uh, you the know, tuners? like
2: uh, well, maybe yeah, everything maybe. on the body, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I would like crazy. to throw it from a room that's <laughs> minus 40 right. out, in, in, out into, into a room. Yes, yes, and yeah. Just watch that finish. <laughs> it, watch it oh, just yeah. yeah, I'll bet you can't relic this finish. Yeah, let's would see it, you relic that Rezzo wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> maybe because of that, maybe not. I don't know. In 1981, it gets its first high-profile player.
1: 81. I think Eddie Van Halen played one of those.
0: The guy from Kiss? <laughs> How would you feel If I said The Edge
1: (laughs) Really? Really?
0: 1981 Do you know uh, October Yeah sure He played it for like A year And then I guess He moved on to Less balls and Explorers and whatever Awesome Yeah That's a Sonics Yeah For all I know It's 180 degrees In the studio (laughs) Probably If if
2: Bono's in there It is Yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's great So now, uh, at the same time that comes out, they have discontinued the standard. So the only thing left now is the 180 Deluxe, which this is, and the custom.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. What kind of pickups are in that, John?
0: Uh, these are called Dirty Fingers pickups. Oh. Uh... Yeah. You could get the Sonics with different pickups depending on what was going on. Mm-hmm. The guy making the pickups for Gibson at the time mm-hmm. was an employee named Bill Lawrence. Bill Genius. went on to make him some sweet-ass pickups.
1: Tell me what Bill's up to these days.
2: I believe he, Mr. Lawrence is still alive. Awesome. And, oh, awesome. fantastic. Good, good. He made amazing pickups, and the, the Marauder I had had bill lawrence pickups in it
0: as i understand it uh-huh these pickups yeah are worth more than probably the whole guitar people will take these pickups out and just sell the pickups and then Wouldn't doubt like, it. take the body and throw it in a trash compactor or something <laughs> <don't> at 179 <laughs> degrees yeah well good luck yeah
2: good luck God, try has again to asshole. <laughs> i can't kill it <laughs> so yeah are, are there push pull pots on mm, those tow- there are not okay later models had
0: uh face which is like the custom had mm. uh uh you could throw these pickups in and out of face
2: i love out of face uh, nose against the glass there uh, yeah Great. everybody listen to Great. me yeah. <laughs> listen to yeah. me yeah mm. So, that's pretty
0: nice. The Edge is using that in 1981. That's great. If the Edge is playing it, maybe this thing's got some life in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, God bless. Uh, not so much. No, it, but... In 1982... Okay. They discontinue the custom. What are the models? It started with the lowest being the 180 Deluxe, which is this. The middle of the road was a standard. Mm -hmm. High-end was the custom. So now they have discontinued the standard and the custom. The only thing you can get is this 180 Deluxe Okay. in 1982.
1: 1982, Blade Runner came out. Here's the controversial opinion. Tony Scott is a better director than his brother Ridley Scott. I will fight anyone who says different. You'll have to
2: let me know (laughs) what movies Tony Scott did.
1: Man on Fire, (laughs) Days of Thunder, True Romance. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so
0: uh, so we think it's going along. We think yeah. it's great. I think it uh, is. But nonetheless, they discontinued the custom in 1982. Okay. So now all you're getting is the 180.
1: Hit that fuzz thing. And then, you know what a fella could do right now? A fella could go to Thunder Road Guitar in beautiful West Seattle, Washington, yep. or thunderroadguitars.com. And he could buy that very guitar. This
0: actual guitar. And
1: that pedal.
0: Yep. If you go to Thunder Road and say, I want that sonic And you'd
1: be a fool not to. A fucking idiot. Yeah,
0: idiot. Moron. (laughs) Uh, How cool would that be?
1: Shit. Like I said, you'd be a fucking idiot. So
0: what kind of tone does this sound like in terms of musical genre? What kind of bands are playing this sound in 1980?
1: Oh, I was gonna say it's kind of Jack White. I could picture Jack mm-hmm. White.
0: Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Believe it uh, or not, it was happening. Devo. Fair guess. Well, that's a pretty good guess. Hey, so, thanks, guys. 1982. <laughs> uh huh. Ever hear of Fear? Yeah, you. yeah. You oh, like Fear? Of course. Fear, love them, the Sonics. Pretty
1: good, huh? Oh,
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. I know you do. That, that is uh, Lee Ving, their guitar player, and that song was I Don't Care About You from the album called The Record. Okay. 1982. I think I'm, I'm into it. I wonder if that's the same theme that says I am in a punk band. I can't afford the big fancy guitars. What? Is cheap, give it to me.
1: There's probably the it's cheap theme, but a less Paul, it's just ostentatious.
0: Let me put it on without the fuzz, it's got a good tone to it. What are you playing
1: through? We're going through the Marshall again, going through a
0: Marshall Studio 15.
1: Yep, are you in the rhythm? I'm in the middle, rhythm,
0: yep, bridge. I think that's respectable.
1: Yeah. It's got a funny logo on the headstock. Was that? I do Ugh.
0: The Gibson Guitar Company, USA.
2: Heinous. <laughs> Very heinous.
1: I prefer Bogus.
2: the fact that the neck is bolted on more than I do the look of that <laughs> logo. Is it more expensive to glue the neck on? Yes. I would say the production is harder.
1: Yeah. Okay. What's going on in 83? Well, in
2: 83,
1: they're gearing up.
2: Okay
0: Because in 84 Yeah They discontinued the whole goddamn oh, thing Oh perfect Good job Norlin Yep By the time 84 is over They're done No more Sonics Sayonara Sayonara, <laughs> Sayonara. A year after that Hostile <laughs> takeover The Norland boys are under siege Uh oh They're bullshitting up the place mm-hmm. Making making uh, crazy ass dumb guitars Okay And so they are ripe for the hostile takeover Sure uh, A securities firm uh. What do you know about securities firms Ed? <laughs>
1: I know a little bit about him. I'm not a huge fan. Is that when our boy comes in? It is not. Okay.
0: Here's the weird part. Okay. So Everybody knows Gibson's owned by our man, Henry, who is, uh, by all accounts, a douchebag. Yep. Gosh. You know about that? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go to Wikipedia and it just says, you know, Henry is a douchebag. But he's not in the picture yet. I can't okay. believe it. Okay, okay. So, 85, the securities firm called Rooney Pace. Patrick J. Rooney and Randolph K. Pace. <laughs> they sound like cool guys. Yeah, they take over that shit. Yeah, why not? But, you know, it's really weird. Less than a year later... Mm-hmm. they sell it to Henry.
2: Huh. Did they just uh,
0: so why pick did... up
2: the pieces until Henry could get his shit no, together?
0: it wasn't turn and burn. Oh. turns out our guys, Rooney and Pace, yeah. super fucking scumbags. I believe they had no choice. Our man Rooney, our man Pace yep. were fined. Censured and expelled from the NASDAQ for stock manipulation. Oh, ah. sure. Involving primarily, of all things, a Miami-based fast food place called Captain Crab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> huh. They were
1: crooked bastards. The first Karate Kid movie came out in 1984. Oh, okay. Oh, did it? The same year as these scumbags shit all over wax Gibson. Wax on,
2: wax off.
0: You know Sonic Youth? Not familiar. Uh, Now, here's the caveat. Okay. So, you know the album Daydream Nation? Yes. Yes. Yeah, played it all over that album. Really? Awesome. But (laughs) if you want your Sonics to sound like Thurston Moore Moore on Daydream Nation, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to rip the nut out and put a carriage bolt in instead.
2: Okay. You're gonna uh-huh. have to tear
0: out all the frets. Okay. And replace them with nothing. Okay. Take off three of the strings, so there's only three strings. Rip out one of the pickups. Okay. Take out all the knobs except one, and then when you play it, uh-huh. you have to play it with a drumstick.
1: I mean, I could see with those modifications, it could be seen as an improvement. <laughs> modifications.
0: <that> <laughs> but maybe he knew electronics aren't the picture here. Right. It's that. It's that Rezo. resin. Oh load.
1: sure. <laughs> Oh. Oh, it's that it's that banging thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That guitar they bought for $190 specifically to beat the shit out I of it. I
0: encourage you to either look up, that song uh, was called Eric's Trip, by the way. Look mm-hmm. up a video of that and you'll see him playing this thing. Oh, okay. really? Or, or just look up, you can find pictures of how he has mangled this thing. You can find close-ups of the headstock and the body. It's, it's oh, wild. He, huh. He beat that thing within an inch of its life. And wow. It's, and it's awesome that's great it, it
2: that looks, is super cool it, it looks fantastic but yeah. yeah as far as I know he's still playing it playing it live but- so you're saying it could have been Sonic's youth <laughs> Nat just got the first side-eye from Ed. (laughs) I'm a dad. Dad
0: dad jokes. That's great. So what happens now? So it's like a period of uh, relative quiet for the Sonics uh, because they're not being made anymore and nobody knows about them or likes them anyway until the kind of doom sludge crowd...
1: I like where this is going. ...starts picking them up.
0: Okay. Uh, And that is happening to this day. It's uh, a... It's kind of exciting What do you know about Buzz Oven?
1: I like the
2: name I don't know Buzz (laughs) Oven 1998? (laughs) Okay Uh, Dirt Kicker This is called From our friend's uh, Buzz Oven
0: It's pretty good, huh?
1: I like it I like it a lot Yeah They love the
0: Sonics
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure Why not? this is great because how often have you heard a song and been like man that les paul sounds great or that telecaster sounds great sure ever right maybe never yeah are you like oh i love the sound of uh that uh you know gretch duo jet right
0: right so 1998 that was dirt kicker yep from the album at a loss by Buzz Oven Poignant I saw you tearing up Over there Ed As true today yeah. As it was in 1998 Right I think. What do you know About Harvey Milk The mayor of, Oh you're talking About the mayor Of uh, San- well, the councilman uh, In San Francisco uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah That Harvey Milk uh, Sadly left us Right uh, He was shot uh,
1: I believe so I did not see The movie Directed by
2: Ridley Scott's brother
1: <laughs> uh, Tony Tony Scott Yeah that no, was awesome. Tony Scott R.I.P. By the way Is that right <laughs> Oh
0: yeah We lost him There's a band called Harvey Mill Okay And in 2008 Uh huh They put out an album called Life The best game in town Oh And there's a song called Motown on it I like it Yeah Yeah. All right. That's enough Would you Would you listen to them? I would listen to them Uh it gets heavier, man. Oh man. Uh, now we're in 2014. 2014. 2014. Guys. What do you know about I Hate God? I've heard of the band. I have too. This guy is very prolific. His name is Jimmy Bauer. He is also very vocal about his sonics. This is called Medicine Noose. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So those guys have found uh, found the home. Hey, what if I put on the fuzz stainer and the fuzz
2: oh, stainer? Oh, man. And the fuzz stainer. Yeah. Ah, this one I brought. Number 47. Oh. This pedal was owned by Lou Reed. What? Oh. Correct. Tell us about that. <laughs>
0: wow. Owned by Lou Reed, yet you have it.
2: Yeah. So what's the story there? A recording engineer in New York wanted to rent a fuzz sting from me, which uh-huh. seemed a little bit weird. And uh, he said, "Well, if I bought everything I wanted, I would just have a bunch of. St- I don't have enough space. I just like to use the thing and whatnot. Uh-huh. I didn't want to rent him one. It didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. I was like, just buy one. And um, yeah. Then we kind of went back and forth. Well, can I get a deal? Why don't you give me one? And I'll show it around. And here I am in my basement, and there he is. Uh-huh in manhattan and and i'm like (laughs) you know come on it's not a lot of money really I, i mean i really like put my big boy pants on and went back and forth maybe even over a couple days via email and i finally broke i was like okay fine you know what's your address i send it to the guy and then it's like an avalanche of people Uh, Lou Reed being one of them. So he records Lou Reed. He records The Black Crows. And he records this other guy and this other guy. And so really within maybe maybe a month after he received it four or five big name guys are like hi i heard your pedal at dude studio can i buy one no wow. kidding. and so i'm like well okay <laughs> maybe renting yeah. it was not so I terrible mean, you know yeah like it, i remember being like okay cool i do really appreciate all the you know and he's like i told you and i'm like yeah i know you told me you know like it's <laughs> yeah, still yeah. like anyway lou reed heard it and wanted one and i'm holding it you're holding it and so (laughs) his um guitar tech this guy named stewart contacted me and said lou reed Uh would like to buy one of your pedals and so he pay pay would me money and Uh i sent a pedal off to new york a couple years later lou reed passes away right Uh, and uh there we go and uh Stuart contacted me and said, hey, we're going through all of Lou's stuff. Do you want that fuzz pedal back? Uh, right off the bat, I was like, well, no, you, you, you can have it, Stuart. And maybe five minutes later, I email. Actually, if I could have it, that, yeah, that would yeah. be great. And so um, he's like, yeah, no problem. And so they threw it in the mail. And Did it leave with this
1: mark on the back? No, I think that and, was like Velcro, and, you know. That is amazing. That's killer because like that's Lou Reed wear, right?
2: Yeah, totally. Do you know what they used it on? What what Lou would have played that on? I do not. I waited a while and then I asked Stuart, hey, is Lou enjoying it? Does he really like it? And can I put his picture on my website? Oh. Right, <laughs> and, right. No to the second question. No problem. Well, I'm going to continue to tell people that he plays it. Right, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't, uh, you know, put it on my website. Or right. Whatever.
0: And you had uh, if I remember correctly, you had some pretty decent press
2: off of it too, right? wasn't there a guitar player magazine review? Yeah. Yeah. John Spencer has the second version pedal number 1.
1: That's super.
2: Is that cool. a co- is that a coincidence or he Now he wanted it. We have a mutual friend who makes theremins, he connected us, and of all people, John probably actually knows about the Sam Ash Fuzz Stainer. Right. right and so he was game immediately, I want to buy one of these. He has been such an amazing booster, he's he's an awesome yeah. guy, but he has name dropped me in numerous magazines, and numerous people have, you know, hey I just recorded with John and I want to buy a Fuzz you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And that guy's,
1: yeah, he's super cool. Like, yeah. his work is crazy good.
2: Yeah. And it's yeah. also neat for him to be like, yeah, it's on this song on the new album. Right, That is
1: another little benefit of the boutique thing. I mean, it's, it's convenient that you're a couple hours away and you were coming here anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, we're not going to be just sitting down and bullshitting with the dudes from fender or sure right gibson but like a boutique <laughs> not a, gibson but bu- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah hey henry i think i've burned that bridge yeah like that uh, you know this episode did us no favors either but but yeah like like it's super cool to just meet people who are doing the thing
2: yeah appreciate like it that's it's fun yeah super cool yeah i think that's great It's also been cool because somehow everyone that's balling that's a big-name musician is someone I truly enjoy Uh, (laughs) listening to. That's great. Where
0: can the listeners get one of these pedals, Matt?
2: Well, they can get one as of earlier at uh, Thunder Road Guitar, Uh or um, numerous shops in in Portland sell them, uh, Old Town Music, Centaur Guitar, um, or you can visit my website. Which is? Sounds dot with com. a W. My last yeah. name is Wright, like the Wright brothers. So nah, the Wright brothers <laughs> mm-hmm. Right uh, R-I-P. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Wilbur and Orville. Orville. Yeah. Wilbur and Orville.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Ah, uh, damn shame. The moment. Those Someone just moment.
2: uh ordered one this morning, uh from Switzerland. Wow. Wow. Which that's is cool. also uh I think that's really neat too.
0: Uh Matt has uh, told us that Get Your Pants Off mm-hmm. by uh, John Spencer features the tang Ed. Okay,
1: I want to hear it. Oh. There it is.
2: Oh, yeah. That's great. Are they playing
1: it on the bass, too?
2: It's usually two guitars. Oh, that's great. What a great tune,
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> Does he play a uh, Sonics as well? Uh, <laughs> With <laughs> two strings. a Two strings. A 64 and a 58. If you want to sound like John Spencer, go buy that goddamn pedal. Yeah.
0: Fuzz Right yep. Sounds. Yep. Right Right Great. Does anybody else have any other questions about uh anyone
1: else <laughs> <laughs> holy shit there's a massive crowd behind yeah. us do yeah. you guys
2: know a band called the sword they're portland right um they just recorded an album in portland they're i think from austin they were just in portland uh, recording an album they enjoyed recorded. the fuss as yeah. well kyle the guitarist uh-huh. uh, bought one and went over to the studio and you know he plugged the pedal right in and you know shredded there for a minute or two it was pretty awesome and she so said well hey so glad you're digging this let, let me know if it makes it onto the album yeah and he said, well it's already on two songs and oh that's like, great so when the album came out i went and bought it and uh they put me in the liner notes matt wright wright sounds like oh okay great we're we're going out man it has been
0: fantastic having matt wright here matt wright from wright sounds Right sounds thanks so much for the fuss yeah.
1: Hey, John, where can people find
0: more of our shit? Oh, uh, thehighgain.com. It's a website. You should go there. Yeah, you can go to facebook.com. Yep, you can go to Twitter. You can go to Instagram. Sure, you can buy a
1: t-shirt. You can buy a t-shirt, goddammit. If you wanna. Yeah. Uh, Go to to Thunder Road's Guitar and buy a uh, Fuzz Stang and a Sonics. You can get
2: everything you heard today right there. Yep. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Matt. No problem. Thank you, guys. I had a blast.